fellow DGENs and thanks for tuning in to episode 7 of our Crypto Weekly Review, where we highlight and analyze the past week's macro-environmental factors that impact crypto and teach you how to do it yourself while doing so. We hope that you look forward to these episodes every Monday so you can listen to them on your spare time, like on the drive to work, on the shower, or while having breakfast to start off your week filled with brain juice needed to evaluate the crypto space yourself. It'll be like listening to your friend ranting about what's happening last week on the markets and have some fun while listening. And as usual, we start off our week with a quick peek at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. On August 31st, we have a score of 27. Yesterday, we had a score of 29. Last week, a score of 47. And last month, a score of 33. Overall, on average, we are still looking pretty fearful. And now we talk about this week's highlights. On August 17th, the US Federal Reserve stated that the future interest rate could gradually increase. As a result, the price of Bitcoin gradually fluctuated. The Federal Reserve announced US inflation numbers. The price increased dramatically by 5% from 23,000 to 24,100 on August 10th. According to Cointelegraph, many venture capital firms have increased their funding for Bitcoin Layer 2 Lightning Networks to develop decentralized applications totaling $33.3 billion in funding in the first half of 2022. According to technical analysis, Friday's non-farm business payroll report caused the Bitcoin price to fall from $24,600 to $22,400 on early August, according to Bitcoin.com. And the topic for this podcast are, as usual, the weekly crypto numbers, why did Bitcoin dump, tornado crash sanctioned, and the Ethereum merger triple halfening. This week's weekly closes, Bitcoin minus 10.54%, Ethereum minus 16.43%, and Kronos or Crow minus 16.23%. That is a big red of C, guys. Next talking about the overnight reaction to inflation data, sending the markets into oversold territory. Bitcoin sold off sharply on August 19th, trading below 21,500 bucks, down more than 10% on the day's close. According to Coindesk, the decline started during overnight trading, coinciding with unexpected high inflation data in Germany. Germany annual producer inflation figures rose to a record high of 37% in July versus expectations of 32%. Producer price reflects the price of goods and services sold by manufacturers for a region. The German PPI data is analogous to US PPI data. The United States July PPI reading was 9.8% by comparison. In addition, the US Federal Reserve had to raise rates by 0.75%, which is not suitable for the financial markets. No one was safe from Friday's news, as all of crypto was down, with the traditional market selling off to a lesser extent. The daily close of Bitcoin was 21,257 bucks, or a minus 9.1% drop. Ethereum sunk to 1,690, a 9.8% drop. And the S&P 500 went down 1.23%. Only one can ask, is this a short-term bearish scenario? Will Bitcoin be able to recover from this price? We'll see in the future. Next, on to Tornado Cash sanctioned the end of crypto privacy. 
On the article version of the podcast, there is a full official report of the US Treasury sanctions. If you'd like to read the full report, you can do so by going on to there. On August 8th, the US Department of the Treasury Office of Foreign Assets Control, OFAC, sanctioned virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash, which has been used to launder more than 7 billion worth of virtual currency since its creation in 2019. This sanction was made even though not everyone uses a mixer like Tornado Cash for illegal reasons. The main reason for the sanction is because the Lazarus Group, a Democratic People's Republic of Korea, state-sponsored hacking group was the tool they used to obfuscate the origins, destination and counterparties of transactions. Tornado Cash makes this the first tool sanctioned by the US Treasury. A quote from Secretary Antony Blicken. We will continue to aggressively pursue action against currency mixers laundering virtual currency for criminals. End quote. Tornado Cash is an open source piece of code on the Ethereum blockchain. Anyone can use it for any purpose, good or bad. This sanction is the equivalent of banning interstate highways because of drug dealers driving on them. For a more relevant example, this would be like sanctioning the internet because it contains hackers. So, even though they banned the Tornado Cash tool, people can still get around the sanctions using smart contracts. There was a report on August 18th, US Treasury Tornado Cash sanctions are unprecedented, quoted by Congressman. The coin mixer sanctions set shockwaves across the industry and reignited concerns about privacy and open source tools. Congressman Emmer said to the SEC is not staying within their lane. Using its position as more of a shakedown of authority, Emmer pointed to the request of information and subpoenas the agency has sent to the crypto companies, including companies who believe they do not fall under the agency's purview. Quote, it's unlikely that any crypto regulations is going to move, end quote, says Emmer. This is referring to bills clarifying which US regulatory agencies should oversee the cryptocurrency market. However, it's highly likely that next year, the crypto community could finally get some regulatory clarity. So we hold not only regulators accountable, but they know what their lane is. DGENs, it looks like not all government officials are against crypto after all. Thank you, Congressman Emmer. And last on the list, Ethereum merger news, triple happening. The Ethereum merger is scheduled for September 15th to the 16th, and there are already some expectations for the ecosystem post-merger. Blockchain engineer and co-founder of Sprice, Motana Wong, discussed triple halfling concept as being Bitcoin's halfling, but more efficient. Original Bitcoin halvings come with a specific period reduction of BTC tokens miners receive every few years. This helps minimize tokens insurance and alleviates inflation pressures. Also, miners are reluctant to sell their rewards. Therefore, with a lower supply of Bitcoin in the market, the price of the asset increases. Rather than using an algorithmic process, software updates are responsible for dictating the halfening process. The community would have already collectively agreed on the process. The triple halfening will make Ethereum deflationary. The current Ethereum token increases in supply by 4.3% per year, which attracts miners due to the high issuance of tokens. When the halfening comes into play, Ethereum goes from proof of work to proof of stake. Miners will become obsolete and be replaced by validators. 
Ethereum supply will only increase by 0.4% post-merge instead of the current 4.3%, which is a 10x reduction of sell pressure, which theoretically increases demand. And the current Ethereum software update, IEP1559, actively burns a portion of transaction fees. Unfortunately, this also leads to a decrease in Ethereum supply. The Ethereum update signals bullish sentiment for the long-term future as it improves the functionality of the Ethereum ecosystem. And that's it for the week, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of DGEN Weekly Review. It was a short one, but I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.